Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you are looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. Listen, I've had a chance to look at the Masters line. I can't believe where they have Tiger Woods placed at. You got to come check it out. From the game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. He's starting to become a regular now. But now, actually... <laughs> Kendrick Hackman joining us tonight as well. <laughs> see what I, I did? You get the outcast intro. See, I did. See, I did that. <laughs> he's here, but he's not really here. <laughs> Charlie Ward, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, sir. It's good to see you, man. You too. How are you guys? We are good. We are good, good. man. Can I have some, a bunch uh, of? Can I have some um, winners dessert? Oh my goodness! What is happening right now? What is happening right now? I I, I can only assume that you are referring to, sir, the uh, recent and I do mean recent victory of your nose today. Is that correct? Uh, that's what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> I just said winners. I just said winners dessert. And so you, what? And you so, assume that I was talking about my Seminoles beating the Hurricanes. <laughs> no, I said recent victory. You said I said victory the nose. You threw in the Miami part. I never said who they played. Okay. <laughs> I could have been talking about any game. My bad. Right. <laughs> I, I take hey listen. I understand. I understand. We feel the same way when Louisville beats Kentucky. We, it's no different. We, you know, we take the victories any way we can get them. That's but true. it was a pretty dominant win. Yes, it was. I mean, they, they, they let them creep back in it in the first, right before half, and then, you know, right after half. But then they went on that spurt. Yeah. It was real quick. They hit them with a three, 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 and then, you know, some other things. And next thing you know, it was like 20 points. Yeah, it didn't take long for it to get out of control. But to Miami's defense, they only had seven scholarship players. Yeah. And they're hurting when it comes to, you know, their best players being injured. And so they had more guys on the bench in street clothes or not there than they actually had, you know, playing. So do we know, and this is for both of you, do we really know? How good any of these teams really are in the midst of all that's happening? Well, I'll just I'll just go and pick I'll, I'll pick it back off of Nick Saban. Okay. 
uh, because uh, we kind of had the same thing in football where, you know, you really didn't know if teams were really good because of all the variances of COVID guys, not some guys not being there uh, when, when certain teams played um, and, and teams may have dominated a team when they were struggling uh, with numbers um, or game might have been close, you know, with other teams. And so I just say, man, you, you look at the teams that have great depth. We talked about this, I think, on Monday. The yeah. teams that have great depth and the ones that can stay, you know, as healthy as possible during this time and at the right time, uh, it's going to be on top. And right now, Gonzaga, Baylor, you know, uh, Virginia UVA is playing really well. Right. Um, Florida State is playing really, really well. Um, and Alabama, you know, I don't, have they lost yet? You know, that's people really not talking about. They're talking about them, but they're really not talking about them. Um, well, I mean, they're talking about them in Kentucky today. So <laughs> they are definitely talking about them in Kentucky today. Um, that was a pretty good whooping yesterday. They took. <laughs> really, they really now they're not talking about them. They're talking about Kentucky. What are they talking about Alabama? Oh, they're talking about Alabama. <laughs> they should be talking about with Alabama. Alabama. No, they, no, you know, they they're more worried about what their their squad struggling and they and then Alabama's success. So yes, yeah, more focused on on Kentucky than Alabama. Well, before we get into a deep dive, because we're going to do a deep dive today, until we promise the people a deep dive, we're going to do a deep dive. Um, uh, I want to talk about the, uh, the, the women yesterday. Is that ice cream good, Charlie? <laughs> he looks happy. I'm just going to say, for those, who are, for those who are watching, you can see what he's doing. But if you're listening to my podcast, that scraping sound is Charlie getting in the bowl. He is a very, he is having winner's ice cream. <laughs> it's the happiest I'm, I've seen. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This is the most joyous I have seen him <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> so oh things are going well with Charlie right now. His Seminoles are winning. His his, his team and coaching is winning. He's yeah. winning in life in general. Charlie is a happy man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always be happy. That's true, John. You really come on sad or anything like that. If the teams are losing, uh, you know, or just work to try to get better. But the ice cream, uh, my wife made it. Oh, wow. So that's homemade ice cream. Yeah, it's homemade. I mean, it's fruits and some chocolate with some coconut and some sunflower seeds. <laughs> Charlie, you are having... You, you are living your best life right now. That's, right. that's what's really happening right now. Me up every In real time. Charlie <laughs> Ward is living his best life. And we're all just watching it in real time. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Guys, I, looking back at the Louisville women's team yesterday and the win that they got, it was a good win. Um, but I'll say, I'll say this. I was a little concerned. I'm concerned about the closeout factor for the Louisville women. Like, they were up most of the game, and then toward the end it was like, I don't know if they just got bored or I don't know. Uh, Kendra, you were you – were, were you there or were you uh, – No, I wasn't there. You watched I mean, it. It, was, it, was a, it was a little bit of that, and I think it was a little bit like what um, 
what Florida State, the Florida State men did with Clemson. I mean, they had, they were in control of that game and kind of at the end of the game kind of let them get back in it a little bit. I think right. I don't think it's really too much to really worry about. Plus Dana Evans, I mean, she didn't I mean, she didn't have one of her her games in that game either. Uh, but I mean, I don't, it's not nothing to worry about. Plus, I mean, they had, they play again tomorrow. <laughs> and then it may have been some of that. It may have just been like because Dana played a lot of minutes in that game. She played like yeah. thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, so it could, and it's a little bit of fatigue. And like I say they play again tomorrow, then they have the big game next week. And so I think he was getting getting a lot of players in in that game. And so I, I don't I don't think it's too much to worry about. Plus, I mean that target. I mean they've never been number one before, so they're. <laughs> That target on their back is even bigger now than it ever has been, and they—they're used to having the target on their back, but this target is, is a whole other level. It's a whole it's level. On there. Yeah. It's, it's so much easier to play from behind. Right, it's easier to be the underdog. <laughs> People like to sleep. Sleep. You like to be the sleepers. Oh yeah, it's it's not like catching a team off guard. It's way better to catch them off guard than to be the front runner. Cause then you got when you when you're expected to win, that's a whole. Like Florida State is, Charlie. <laughs> when you expected to win, like Florida State is, and nobody's sleeping on them anymore, Charlie. <laughs> Florida State still sleeping, man. No, no. We sixteen, and we might be waking up, but you can't keep blowing <laughs> people out like this and be and be slept on. <laughs> Yeah, especially in conference. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 They are blowing them out. Now, now they're – matter of fact, they're one of the few teams in the country that's blowing people out. Like, most right. of the games are close. And they're, stomp, them, they're stomping people. Them and Gonzaga. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to have their moments because they're going to start going on the road out uh, here. And uh, when you play on the road, of course, uh, the game is a little different. Uh, however, they did. I'll take it to Louisville, you know, when they played on the road. But Why can't bring that up, Charlie? Because <laughs> it was just right there. I mean, that's just saying you can They beat a lot of people. They see, they won 16 games, but you keep going back to that one. But the last <laughs> game was Louisville on the road. All the rest of them pretty much have been at home. <laughs> um, so they're getting ready to go, to go on the road. I think they played Georgia Tech here uh, coming up. So that should be a great challenge for them. Uh, but – I. Man, I just I just love the way the the teams play. I mean, yeah. from year to year, it's maybe different guys. I mean, you have some of the same guys, but they look the same. Uh, the way they play, uh, the way they enjoy uh, each other's uh, success, and, and and it really doesn't matter you know whose night it is. Um, and so, I just like that. You know, if they win or lose it. You know, they, they look like they're having fun, you know, doing it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to let you know on a secret, Charlie. I've never said this to you. I do, too. That was one of the most endearing parts to me about Rick Pitino teams, that by about this time in the season, they looked like a Rick Pitino team. <laughs> and I think that's important because when a, when a team starts to master the system of the coach, that means they're probably going to see some success. It's when they come to this time of the season and they're struggling and they don't really look like they know what they're doing, that's when you start to get concerned. But when you get to this part of the season and they look like the team from last year or the year before or whatever, then you can kind of go, hmm, okay, this might be 
somebody who's going to be doing something in, in, in March and, and hopefully early April. What do you think, Kendrick? Especially with a team like Florida State that's so young. You have so many yeah. young players playing big minutes, and for them to be maturing into what they were, what that team was last year, yeah, it's impressive to see that this – I mean, because it's still relatively early. Usually February is when you really start to see that. Yeah. And they, I think they started hitting their stride. It seems like about mid January. Yeah, they, they've hit it really early, and and it, and they look good. I mean, even the second unit looks good. Like I didn't catch the whole game. I caught like the back half when they were already up by twenty something points. But the second unit looked good. Like the ball movement was good around the perimeter, and then in, inside outside. I was like, man, they they if their second unit is looking like this, they're gonna be a problem. What did I got Big K do, Charlie? He didn't really play much. Um, I missed. I missed the first half, but I know the second half really didn't play much. They didn't need him. Um, and so, and, and I think when they got to a certain point, now he played well when I the chance the time I saw him. Uh, you know, he does what he, he did what he normally do. You know, he, he sets good screens, uh, rolls to the basket. Uh, I saw one time he finished. Rebounds, plays great defense. So uh, he was, again, solid. Um, but I don't think the numbers were there because he didn't play much in the second half. And I think they were playing some more of the other bigs. They got like three seven-footers on the team. Yeah. Well, here's what here's what it, what it is. Everybody played today, if, if, even if it was just for two minutes. So when you got everybody playing, uh, that, you know – it doesn't matter what he obviously did something right because he had the nine points and, and I think four rebounds or something like that. So he got in, did his business, and got out. Which sounds, which sounds bad when you say it the way I just said it. But, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying, okay? Um, this is going to be a big game, a big tomorrow for the women because the NC State Virginia Tech game should be interesting. And the Louisville North Carolina games should be interesting. Those are yeah. not gimme games. No, I mean, and, and you know, both of them. You gotta, you gotta hope that you know they're not looking forward to to that game on Monday. They gotta yeah. concentrate on this game, both of their games tomorrow. And yeah, it's a big game. It's, it's. I think it's a maturity game. If, you know, yes. you'll see how mature your team is that they're not looking forward to that big matchup. That's a good point. Yeah. So I want to deep dive right now into into the into the bracketology. I'm sorry I don't have any theme music, but I you know I, <laughs> but we I want to deep dive into the bracketology. So the I looked into Joe Lenardi's bracketology, his top four seeds, no surprise here. Uh well, maybe a little bit of a surprise. Gonzaga, Villanova, uh Baylor, Michigan. Um I, you can. I think you can make a case for uh, Iowa, but I I'm not gonna make a strong case or or even Texas, and you even said Alabama, but this is still early. So I mean that that could easily flip at some point. Um, but I don't have a huge problem with it. I guess I just look at Villanova, and I and this is no disrespect because you got to play who's in front of you, but I just look at Villanova and go. Okay, but who are you really beating? Like, I mean, whereas Texas is having to fight through some stuff, and so is um, Iowa. So I don't know. I but I don't have a huge problem with it. y'all. Got a 
problem with the top four seeds? Uh, well, just to defend, you know, you talk about Villanova. We're kind of in the same way. Uh, I know my team is where we're having to play, uh, you know, teams that we've just been beating uh, pretty good. You mean your high school teams? What are you talking about? Yeah. High school team, yes. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that I've been preaching to them uh, all year is, and this is maturity, because last year, these same teams that we're playing, you know, they snuck up and beat us. Uh, a couple of them did. Uh, and this year, that's not happening. You know, they, they, they've taken it to another level. They're playing at another level. And the scores are, you know, dick, are reflecting it. And so I think, you know, when you start looking at Villanova, uh, you know, teams that they may be beating, uh, you say that they may not be strong, but are they dominating those teams? That would be my telltale sign on whether they are prepared to be a number one seed by the way they're playing, uh, you know, regardless of who they're playing. Because right. I know with my group, um, when we play a strong team, they're already prepared for that because they have the mindset of dominating and they're playing at a high level. And so it's been, um, you know, I think it's something that you have to look at. Um, you know, sometimes there are teams that are playing tougher teams. Uh, Gonzaga is kind of in the same boat. You know, their, their schedule doesn't afford them you know, top tier teams right? They're in a certain conference. And so when you're playing in a conference like that, you have to dominate. Yeah. Uh, then when you go outside, you kind of find out more about your team and they've been able to handle, you know, that once they go outside. Uh, and so I just think it's important, you know, that the teams are playing well, you know, as opposed to who you're playing, but actually playing well, good chemistry, Mm. Guys are playing, you know, with great pace, uh, game plan wise. What are you doing? Because when you start playing in close games, you're going to fall back on those those habits. Um, even though you may not be finishing games at the end, but you've already finished the game. You, you can't tell me they don't know how to finish when there's when your starters are sitting on the bench. I mean, right. that's the mentality. They're sitting on the bench for a reason because they they dominate, right? And they know how to finish, and so I just think uh, you know Gonzaga, Villanova, uh, even though Bell and Michigan would probably play better competition overall, right? I think Gonzaga. I'm not sure about Villanova, but I know Gonzaga. They're just dominating people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think Gonzaga. They're. I think they're pretty much solidified unless somehow they get upset. And Villanova's and Villanova got some, you know, some tough games ahead. I mean, Big East ain't no slouch, and so I mean, they've got some tough games ahead. Not as rough as Baylor and Michigan, <laughs> but right, right. But I mean, but I'm fine with I'm fine with those top four seeds for okay, right now. Okay. Um, when you look at the list as we deep dive in, here's what Joe Lenardi has as of today. Your Seminoles, Florida State Seminoles, are a five seed. We like the Jeffersons, baby. <laughs> but you like that because that's kind of sleeping if they're a five, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> we went from nine to five, so we're moving up. Right? Uh, in five, the death spot, you know, a 12 beats a five every year. 
like I said, baby, you, you just, you just got to be ready to play regardless of who's in front of you. Yeah. So if you're playing at a high level, if it's a five and a 12, it don't matter. It don't matter. There you go. Okay. They got Virginia at a three seed. Uh, he's got uh, Virginia Tech at an eight. Louisville at a seven. Clemson in at an eight. And 11, or North Carolina in at an 11 seed on the bubble. No Duke in this particular uh, alliteration of the draft, of the uh, bracket. So, what do you guys thought? Do you agree, disagree? Would you move anybody around? I, I guess for right now, I think it's fine. I mean, I do think that Florida State is going to move up, like Charlie said, like the Jeffersons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clemson, I think Clemson, uh, Clemson has a chance to move up because I mean they've they've had to deal with a lot of COVID. I know they they've lost bad in their last couple of games, but I mean, right. they have a game tonight. I mean they play Louisville tonight here in five minutes, and so they, I mean that's that's a big game for both of them. I think as far as seeding goes down the road, and then North Carolina, that's about right for them. I only thing I I don't I, I don't even call it a. a Quibble with Florida State. I just know they're going to move up before the end of the season. Okay, Charlie, you you good with this list? Uh yeah. I mean, I think North Carolina that where where it's currently, I think that's a good spot for them. Um, but I do believe they will have a chance if they can get those young guards up to par. Um, I think they will have a chance to move up. Uh, right now, they're playing with some young guards, uh, true freshmen, and you know they have talent. But you know, experience plays a big part um, in you know running a team. So I think they have a good front line. They have some good pieces there. I think they can move up. Uh, not sure about you know Clemson. I'm not sure what happened to them, but I think all of this, you know, when it's all said and done. Um, you know, you, you have to fight through, you know, especially this year, you have to fight through, uh, whether it's COVID, whether it's injuries, whatever it may be. And if you're able to withstand the little adversity, you know, the two game or three game slide, uh, when you have this, you know, cause Miami, you know, like I said, tonight, you know, they're waiting for guys to get back and those types of things, but they were on, you know, they were playing some good basketball at one point this season. Um, and then I think all these injuries and COVID, you know, these other things happen. And so I, um, I mean, you never know it, but I do believe this list as we speak today would be accurate. Okay. I like still I, interesting with Louisville because they still, they still have injuries. I mean, like, you know, Malik Williams, who would be a starter, hasn't played all season. Mm-hmm. And then Charles Mendelin, who probably also would have been a starter, he's starting to play now, but it's just, you know, a few minutes of here and there. He's not working his way back kind of thing. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even think he's taking a shot yet, but he's gotten yeah. into some games. And so they're still working that out. And the thing with, with them, though, with, with Malik, because Malik, Malik is a big part of what they do, especially defensively. He's their best communicator on defense. He, he kind of sets everything on defense. It, it's it's getting to the point now. It's so late in the season that you're kind of going to be kind of starting over again when you do put him back in the lineup. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they maneuver with that when he does finally come back. 
Well, I will agree with you, Kendrick, that tonight is a massive game for both Louisville and maybe even more so Clemson because I don't think Clemson can survive three top 25 losses in a row. That's not good. So, right. yeah, you know what I mean? And, and that'll put you on the bubble real fast. And so uh, right now, Joe Lenardi has six uh, ACC teams <coughs> excuse me, in the um, tournament making them fourth on the list. Surprisingly, he's got 11 Big Ten teams, which I, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. That sounds like a lot. Uh, 11 for one conference, that seems I see Indy. I see Indiana a lot. They've got the talent, but they – I don't know what it is with Indiana. They have the talent. They, they, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is as good a big man as there is in the country. But they it's – they is there's just something there, and it's been there the last couple of years. They've had talent. They just can't get over that hump. I don't know if they make the tournament. Yeah, they won at Iowa, but then they turned around and lost at home to Rutgers, who had lost like three or four straight games. And so you just don't know with that team. Well, he's got them. He's got them in the tournament as a ten seed. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if that that doesn't feel right to me. But okay. I mean, again, it's January. The last week it's January. So I get it. And somebody's got to be in the tournament because when you got the, the Blue Bloods like Kentucky and Duke not going to be in it. And so <laughs> you got to fill it with somebody. You got to have some names in there. It can't be all Coastal Carolina and Belmont. <laughs> if you're trying to sell these tickets trying to or sell these commercials, I guess we'll sell tickets. You got to get these advertisers. You got to give them something to advertise with. So I, I'm, I'm real interested to see – this Virginia Tech, Louisville, Clemson, eight seven eight thing that's going on right here because I think if there's going to be any movement, uh, it's going to be those three and Florida State. I think Virginia as a three seed is probably not going to change much no matter what happens. Like I think, they I think if they were to somehow beat, if they were to beat Florida State, they could possibly move up to a two. I think. I don't think you- yeah. Yeah, I don't think they can beat Florida State. That's just my opinion. I, 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 really say, I didn't predict the oh, game. Yeah, I'm just saying if they were to do it. Right now. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I would I would agree with that. Kendrick. Yeah. Um, you think they can get to a two? Yeah. Okay, so by that logic, if Florida State can beat Virginia. I think they can get to a two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the winner probably could of the ACC. Okay. Uh, and and I'm, ta- I'm not talking about the, the ACC championship. Uh, I mean tournament, right? You know the, the original. So you know, and all this thing is up and down. You know, according, and that's why I just don't like the ACC tournament to determine you know seedings, right? Uh, because if you're an ACC tournament and you're the number one seed, you got to win what three games, two games, games yeah. Right? Or so and so and they're all back to back, and so that's right. a, that's a challenge within itself. Um, and I just think that's that, that the tournament shouldn't determine seedings. Yeah, no, you. We, I think. Well, I don't know if we all agree. I know I agree, hundred percent. Kendrick, I've never. You know, Kendrick, all these years, I never asked you that question. Do you agree with that? It's. I don't agree with it as far as with. Uh, the one, the one team, the one bid uh, tournament team, like you know the o, the OVCs and right, know, right, right. places like they can. Let's say I went to Murray State, you know, 
there's a couple of times where they won the regular season, uh, regular season championship and then lost the conference championship and then they don't go to the tournament. And that makes zero sense. That makes zero sense. Right? <laughs> with 25 games and then you lose <laughs> one game on a buzzer beater and you're out. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I've never, I've never agreed with that. Yeah. I can see it determining seeding. If you have a team that you're looking at two teams that's even, you're trying to decide which one should be on, you know, which level as far as seeding goes, I can kind of see it that way. But, but as far as it, it, the conference tournament having more weight than the regular season, that's never made sense to me. Okay. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come right back. We'll get into the women's side of the brackets. Uh, you're listening to Believe in the ACC. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence. And listen, with a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. Now, with big games, you need big stakes. And Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. So visit KansasCityStakes.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, you get free shipping with the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you get that at the checkout. You can try out the snack pack combos featuring small plates with big flavor like the mini beef welded steak burger sliders or the mac and cheese melt or the shrimp wrapped in bacon. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Every order is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home and satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. So basically every cut of steak imaginable plus advertising, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at the checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Hey guys, it's a new year, and every day is a fresh start for you to just live. Travis Pastrana here to tell you exactly why I teamed up with Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, and Paul Rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand, Just Live. As professional athletes, we put ourselves through a lot, physically and mentally. So we founded Just Live around all-natural, THC-free CBD products. Being from the East Coast, I was pretty skeptical about CBD products, but as an athlete, it's easy to see when something works. And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep, and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain, inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? All right, we are back. How those stakes look, Charla? <laughs> very interesting. It <laughs> has some, some wine behind it. Mm-hmm. it what is your wine of choice, Charlie? I'm now curious. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Martinelli? It's uh, Nice. It's a... Uh, um, Sparkling cider. <laughs> <laughs> Martinelli sounded like That's a wine, Charlie. Sounded like a fine wine. <laughs> I was going Martinelli. I'm like, I don't know. And I was racking my brain. I'm like, I'm not that very wine savvy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See, I am wine savvy. That's why I'm going in my head like, Martinelli, I've never heard of that. Is that 
that must be a really high-end wine. And then, and then it dawned on me, oh, yeah, the apple cider. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did that, Charlie. I see what you did. I see what you did that. Okay. Well, this is uh, Believe in the ACC. That's Charlie Ward. That's Kendrick Haskins. Uh, we're having a good time here tonight. Deep diving into the ACC and Joe Lenardi's bracketology. We've seen it for the men's side. We have not yet seen it for the women's side. So, uh, on the women's side, uh, here's what was shocking to me on the women's side. His first alliteration of the top seeds, he has South Carolina as the top seed of the women's bracket. So, South Carolina, NC State, UConn, and Louisville. Do you have a problem with no ACC team as the top seed uh, in the bracket in the women's side, huh? I'm guessing the thinking is maybe I think I think he's putting more weight on South Carolina's conference on the SEC because South Carolina you have Tennessee in there, you have Kentucky in there. I think I'm, that maybe that's it. Could be because who's ranked out of the ACC besides you, Louisville and NC State? I know Syracuse was. Yeah, I don't know if Syracuse is still. I think you might be right that they may be the only two right now. I'm thinking he's putting more weight on the conference. You guys talk amongst yourselves while I check that out for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think you might be right, Charlie. You have any issues with that? So with that uh, top, those top four seeds. Um, I mean, no. I mean, so I think South Carolina they'll be there in the end. uh, Coach State. she does a great job recruiting, um, and they also have a quality team. I know they were number one or, or one of the top two teams at one point during the year. Um, and so I think they may have lost a game or two um, that pushed them out. But, you know, when it's all said and done, her team's going to be there. Um, all the teams that – Possibly were number one at one point in time going to be be a top seed. Yeah, because yeah, you know UConn's going to be there in the end. Oh, of course, of Stanford, course. Stanford will get things back together. I know they lost again, but they'll they'll get things turned back around by the end. So yeah, those those teams they'll be there at the end. So be one or two. So interestingly enough, I'm looking at what is uh, in the top twenty five right now. And now that I see the top 25 for the women, it, South Carolina is absolutely going to get the number one seed. No, if this stays the way that it is, South Carolina is absolutely going to get the top seed. And here, here's who the SEC is sending to the tournament as of today. Uh, South Carolina, Texas A&M. Um, I just saw I just I lost. I lost it. I had it. Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky. That's that's enough to get you the top seed because if that if you battle to through that and you only have one loss, when Louisville and North Carolina State are the only teams that are in the top twenty-five, but according to Joe Lenardi, he has Louisville as the number one seed, NC State as the number one seed, Florida State as a nine, Clemson as a ten, North Carolina as eleven, and Georgia Tech as a six, and Syracuse as a seven. What do you guys thoughts on those? First thing that stands out to me is when's the last time the ACC has had more women's teams than men's teams in the NCAA tournament? That's what threw me off. I was going. <laughs> That's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I was like, really? 
This is I don't, that's no sound right to me, but I don't know. Now, I mean, now, I mean all these all these teams would have to play each other, and mm-hmm. and also looking at you know Louisville, NC State, you know if they can run the tables outside of them playing each other, uh, then you you have a good chance at you know them become you know them being a number one seed. But everyone else, I think, I know from like my Seminoles, the ladies, you know, they're they're competitive, and you know they play well either at home. Um, I mean, nine, they're coming off COVID issues too. Yeah, we yeah. just we just got back, um, you know, a while back, and and yeah, like, like I said, it, they're really gonna come down to this COVID. Injuries, how teams gel, come back. Because, I mean, if you may be down for like two weeks. Well, let me ask you this question. You bring up a great point, Charlie. If the tournament is announced and your seating is announced and the week of your announcement, Hmm. there's an outbreak on your team, what do you think the plan should be? Do you think they'll have a backup 64 or a backup 12 or a backup how how do you think that's gonna work i think whoever they just gonna forfeit i think oh, well they just forfeit and you get an automatic buy based on because those dates the dates for the tournament are set you know for the final four i believe are set in stone and so i mean they can't keep pushing stuff back and so i there'd probably be a forfeit situation yeah, that would be tough, especially if your team's playing really, really well um, and you come up with this issue. And so it would be really, really tough on a team uh, if this situation happened. Um, I know as a coach, that that's one of the things we're having to face right now, uh, or not face, but things we're having to think through is once you hit the playoffs, you know, what happens if you're playing really, really well, you win a game, the team that you just played has a player or players that test positive, and now you're having to quarantine, um, moving, advancing in the playoffs. Um, and so, you know, we state association really hadn't addressed it. But it's a real, real thought, real issue. Yeah, may come up, and it's not. Especially with basketball, you know, it's a one and done scenario. It's not like like the NBA, where you know it's a series. It's one and done, and so yeah. And like that's then, and Charlie, what you brought up the the scenario where you beat a team, and then the team you beat has he has has a positive test or contact tracing or whatever it is. Then what do you do then? I mean. Your team didn't, you know, it wasn't your team that caught it. It's the team that you played caught it. What do you do then? I wonder how they're going to address that. Or if they – do they have a plan? They haven't even said if they have a plan. Well, the only plan that they've had that they have that it seems to be locked in stone yet is the sighting. So I do have that information for you tonight, gentlemen. Uh, it looks like the breakdown is um, – the selections or the first four games will be at Mackey Arena. And first of all, 
I was this year's old when I found that Assembly Hall's full name was Simon Scott's Assembly Hall. Had no idea that there was an actual name attached to Assembly Hall. Yeah, yeah, they put that on there. It's been a couple of years. I just don't see Okay, it. so this is new. It is relatively new. I don't say it on the air. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I, I was like, how did I live in that area all the time and not know that there was Simon Scott? Okay. So yeah, it's just been a couple that. of years, but now whenever whenever I do the highlights for their game, I just say in Bloomington. I don't even say Assembly Hall anymore because <laughs> okay. I can't pronounce it. Thank you so much. You saved me because I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, I did not know that. How did I not know that? So Mackey Arena and, and Assembly Hall will be the first sites of the first four games. For the men. For the men. Yeah, I don't have any other women's information. Right now, the women are supposed to be in San Antonio, I think. Yeah, but I don't, have, I, don't have breakdown. I don't have any other breakdown. Mm-hmm. I, work. I, I just assume they're going to be in high school gyms at this point. <laughs> so, 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 so I mean, really, because I, I, I mean, don't they know. could be. Right. They're not going to have fans. They could they're, be. They're <laughs> I don't know what. They, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. So, uh, okay. So then. It expands out for the first round to from a Mackey to Assembly to Bankers Life Fieldhouse to Hinkle, which I think is Butler's. That's Butler's, yeah. right? And then yeah. Indiana Farmers um, Bankers Life, which is basically the uh, convention center, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then Lucas Oil. So that'll be the first and pretty much the second round as well. The only one that will be out on the second round is that Bank uh, uh, Mackey will be out on the second round. And then when you get to the Sweet 16, it'll be Bankers and then Hinkle. And then Elite Eight is at Lucas Oil exclusively. And then the Final Four is at Lucas Oil exclusively. But let me just – let me, let me uh, throw this scenario out. Yes, sir. What, let's just say a team gets selected. Right. Yep. And they go through the whole process. Get you know they get ready to come to Indiana um, to play in their first round games, and they have say, a positive tests come up. Mm-hmm. You know what? What do they, What do you do when you have that situation? The team can't play that week. They're going into the bubble. You know, but before they get to the bubble, they have this situation. Do they uh, are they excluded? I mean, kicked out of the tournament. Uh, I've had that happen to us. Kicked out of the tournament, and they replace you with someone else. Who's that someone else? That's the part I don't know. Because I don't. Know. That so, could be how Duke and Kentucky get in. <laughs> That's bad. Would you even accept that if you're if you're one of them like you got him like that? Well, you know what's interesting about what you just said? There probably won't be an NIT. So they're supposed to be playing the NIT because apparently Bellman's qualifying for the they they can still qualify for the NIT because they can't play in the NCAA tournament. Who? Bellman is Bellman's uh School in Louisville, they've, this is their first year's Division One, And believe it or not, they've won four straight conference games in their first year in Division One. They're in the Atlantic Sun. They won four Sky, straight games. Sky's a great coach, man. <laughs> I got to give credit. Sky Davenport is a great coach. Yeah. Been for a long time. Um, I That's a great question, Charlie. I don't – I guess you almost have to have standby teams. Because here's what we all agree. We all agree – 
that they're not going to lose money for this tournament again. <laughs> Will we all agree on that? <laughs> yep. So the most the, the foolproof way to not lose money is to have a backup team in place ready to go. So I guess Duke and, and Kentucky are going to be sitting at home in their full warm-up gear, ready to go, jump on the plane. Come <laughs> here, coach. <laughs> Kentucky, because that's just a two-hour ride. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an easy drive for Kentucky. <laughs> so, Shoot straight up 65. <laughs> so I, I would have to assume that they're going to have teams standing by just in case. Because you because if, if, a, if a team has an outbreak, or really even just one – because I guess in basketball, if you have one, that's enough, right? That's enough to say we can't do it. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do it like the NBA, though, because whenever they had a player, when they were in the bubble, I mean, they didn't shut the whole team down once the playoffs started, did they? They just took that player off. Yeah. Well, well, it depends on the scenario. Because remember, uh, well, they didn't have any, but they didn't have any. Uh, the two, The two players or three players, that came into the bubble with COVID. Yeah, they just took them they out. Came, they just took them out. But they came in with COVID. Yeah. Right. So they were never around the team to begin with. They didn't have right. anybody that was in the bubble and they got it. So well, I I I think they I mean, I'm guessing. I really had, I should talk to my buddy on how they do it because they're always talking about uh having a certain number of players available to play um a you know game and i'm just you know thinking that they somehow are able to contact trace uh and, and it doesn't put every player in jeopardy and if it does put put every player in jeopardy then they postpone the game uh but you know for instance i know one time one of the players, Philly, Philly um, he was positive, and he didn't have his mask on behind the bench or whatever the case may be. And then they had to go through the contact tracing, and they found that they weren't able to have enough guys at the, you know, the next for the next game. So they just postponed the game or a couple games or whatever it was um, until they were able to get, you know, whatever the protocols are for. Uh, you to get clear so and then there's other cases where there's a few guys is out and then you know the, the team plays you know with nine guys available mm -hmm. so i just think it depends on you know the contact tracing uh piece yeah i that's the part that is um i don't know man i i I don't know how they're going to pull this off. I still I, – I want to see more information because I got tons – in the words of Cardi B, I got serious – I got questions. I, I don't know what <laughs> – how, how does this work? Because when you get to Indianapolis, are you saying that these players are going to go to their room, they're going to stay in their room, they're not going to leave their room unless they're going to the field house to practice and then come back, they're not going to eat – anywhere except the designated like this is some very strict protocol that is being alleged but how do you enforce that well with college kids right 
I think it's going to come down to the coaches because right. if, if they want their best players or want their players to play, then their players are going to have to, you know, be disciplined. So uh, what does a coach do if a kid breaks protocol? Does he not play? Send him home. That's it's in the home. That's what they did in the uh, in the bubble. I mean, they they sent guys home. So but they had a little bit more incentive in the bubble. What? Well, I mean, you look at it. You look at a paycheck didn't hurt. I don't think a senior. You're gonna have to worry about your seniors breaking protocols in that situation. Right. I mean, this is this is it for them. All your NBA prospects. Your NBA. Well. <laughs> well, uh, well, man, it, it 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 seems like everybody will do the right should be willing to do the right thing but we know these are 18 19 20 year old kids and you know what's crazy about this i only am concerned about this on the men's side i have zero concern about it on the men's side. zero but it, this goes back to the same thing that Coach Saban talked about. The team that's able to navigate through the ups and downs, be disciplined to do what they need to do to come out on top. They're the ones, the other teams are going to come out on top. And so with your more mature teams who are there for a certain purpose, they're going to do what they've been asked to do. Um, they're more disciplined. They'll be more disciplined on the, on the court as well. And so, you know, this may come down to the team that has the most disciplined players. Right. I mean, Virginia is going to win the national championship. No, of course <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, but the thing, the thing about having it in Indianapolis, I mean, is once it gets to that point, once, you know, once they move out of, Hinkle, Mackey, and Assembly Hall, once everything is right there in Indianapolis, <laughs> you've been to Indianapolis, you don't have to go outside. You really don't. <laughs> yeah. so, I think if they can get it away from the outside, our away site, and get it back to Indy, then they'll they'll finish it. But yeah. it, it's being away that concerns me. Like, ooh, that's going to be tricky, man. That's going to be really, really tricky. Hold on, Lord. They're going to finish it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I keep forgetting. That's going to happen. You're right. You're right. You're going to hear one shining moment. Who's going to hear it? We don't know yet. But somebody right. Jim Nance is giving somebody a tie at the championship game. <laughs> it's going to happen. Trust me. No, you're right. You're absolutely right, Charlie. You're absolutely right. I, it's 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 an interesting um, it's an interesting thing, man. I I I'm I'm very curious to see how this is all going to unfold. Just much like with the NBA, the, the NBA, you know, they are struggling right now. Like they are really struggling to make this thing work. And and at some point, I think they're headed back to the bubble. They don't know it yet, but. <laughs> They're headed back to the bubble because it's just maybe at least for the playoffs. Yeah, for the playoffs for sure. Because that's well, listen, that's your only money. You listen, I know Miami Heat has COVID sniffing dogs, but that's not going to work long term. <laughs> I'm not sure how that's working now. <laughs> well, they just got them. I don't, I don't even know if they're in play What's yet. COVID sniffing dog. What is that? Yeah, they sniff, they can smell cancer. Some dogs can smell cancer. So. 
What does COVID smell like? Is it is it like a buttery smell? Was it like dogs smell everything? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they smell what sniffles. <laughs> That's they it. say dogs. They say certain dogs can smell cancer. I guess it's some smell COVID. They say ninety four percent accurate. <laughs> That's that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. What's ridiculous is how bad this first few minutes of this Louisville Clemson game has been. <laughs> oh, Clemson's but, up eleven to ten. At one yeah, point, but, Louisville had three field goals and four turnovers. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> and I guess we'll kind of close out with this. I've watched. I'm, I've started watching because football season is starting to wrap up now. I'm starting to watch more college basketball, and when I see these teams, I'm going. I mean, they're okay, but I'm like, I don't know who's good because some teams are showing up with seven players. So, listen, right. you might be – your team might be great, but if you're playing a team that's only got seven players, we're not talking about talent now. We're just talking about time. Right. The team's got to play, you know, um, 40 minutes. You ain't got 40 minutes worth of energy. I'm sorry. Not five guys. So – it all goes back to what Charlie said. It just yeah. all comes down to discipline. All comes down to discipline. So we really, at the end of the day, we really just got to survive 2021 and, and hit the reset button. Is that what we're all saying? Well, I mean, you know, you know, this uh, once, once this season is over, uh, basketball season, you start getting into baseball, um, I think you'll start to see all of this kind of uh, find its way. Yeah, um, I hope so. And then once the summer hits, you know, you'll start to see some more finding its way. And then by next fall, hopefully we'll be back in some form of normalcy. Maybe not, you know, 80,000 people in the stand, or maybe it is 80,000 people in the stand stands. And people are doing what I feel like we should be doing, you know, if that's what you want to do, you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. Um, and if you uh, want to sit six feet away from someone, six, six feet away, you know, it'll be more of a, you know, it's at your own risk in a sense, as opposed to the mandates that we currently have now where you got to wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask then you can't come in. Um, and, and, or now you, you be vaccinated. You got to have vaccine vaccine in order to come here. That, that hadn't happened yet, but I'm just saying in general, by the time we get to August or so, it'll be everyone kind of for themselves, do what's best for you. And we're kind of be not over it, but there's still still going to be people who are sick from it because the virus is not going anywhere. And um, and so hopefully we can get to a point where we're uh, able to get back to some normalcy. But there's still going to be some people who are like, man, I'm not going <laughs> I am not going to sit in no crowd. Right, 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 <laughs> right. What they right. say, I'm gonna I'm give me another year or two, year and a half or so, mm -hmm. and then then I'll decide, you know, if I want to go back and sit in the crowd or not, and yeah, sit home and watch it. You know, that's the one thing. I, 
I've got, you know, accustomed to is, you know, having church at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Right. And with my folks, my folks crack me up because they like two different pastors. So they watch two different churches, one be upstairs and one downstairs and watch church. <laughs> Two different churches on Sunday. No, like, yeah. <laughs> My parents are crazy, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, listen, I, I hate to end the end the show tonight on a sad note, but we are media members, and and um, as media members, there's a brotherhood and a kindredness that we have, and uh, we we lost one of our own to COVID uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and it was uh, Sekou Smith. Uh, did you know him at all, um, um, Charlie? I may have. I think I've seen him in passing. Yeah, uh, doing some of my my years. Sure, um, but I don't know him personally. Okay, but I um, shout out to his family. Um, yeah, you know, praying for his family, the support, strength during this time, and you know anyone that's battling COVID. We have we have some coworkers yeah. uh, that's battling COVID, and so um, you know I I said what I just said, but there are people who are been affected by it yeah um and so i know it's real and and i just pray that they're able to uh make it through and yeah. then again i think we're all gonna come down that road um at some point meaning we're gonna come in contact with someone and potentially may oh, yeah. end it so um i just think um uh, I know the one thing that I'm working really, really hard to do is to educate myself on how to handle it. Well, yeah. And you know what? That's a great point, Charlie, because I think for me, that's what I've tried to spend my time doing and just having, I think having a very deliberate approach to it is, is a smart way to handle it. Like how you deal, whatever you, whatever you feel about it is what you feel about it. But for me, as far as protection, I have a very deliberate approach on how I handle it. And, and and so far, so far that has worked. So, but but going back to Sekou, man, I, I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but I was very familiar with his work and I've listened all day to how people have responded. I'm sure the TNT guys are gonna have a lot to say tomorrow night about him. Uh, but he seemed like a really good guy. I enjoyed his work, I enjoyed his writing. And so uh, my, my prayers and thoughts to his family. Exactly. I mean, you just never know. And, and also prayers and thoughts to former UofL uh, star Asia Dury. I mean, she was on HBO Real Sports last night talking about because she she tested positive in June. Oh, I didn't know she, that. Oh, wow. And she has not played. She did. She sat out the WNBA season. She didn't go to France. She hasn't played. She says she's lost 32 pounds. Get and out. she doesn't and she doesn't know she's ever going to be able to play again. She doesn't know. Really? 22 years old. I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's crazy. Asia's one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. And yeah. Yeah. Wow, I had, I had not heard wow, wow. Yeah, she was on HBO Real Sports last night. So yeah, you can see, so you can check that out. I'll check that out. Wow. Well, I mean, they told us, you know, at the beginning of the year that 2020 was over. Um, yeah, it feels like it's the 13th month of 2020. It's like it's like trying to scrape that spaghetti out of the Tupperware bowl. That thing's that, that going nowhere, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, again, we said our thoughts and prayers to all of these people who are being affected by this uh, crazy, crazy disease. But uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week doing this all over again. Believe in the ACC. Guys, have a great, great, great 
uh, weekend, and we will see you. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.